your process isn't working that is not that is not me relating to god my father mm. that's me like you say operating some kind of transaction mm. which is not what prayer is and i just wonder for me how many of my frustrations come from that Welcome everybody to episode six of Sam and Dan Chat. I'm back in the UK, in person, in the same room as Sam, and we're ready for another more standard format episode. Back on the sofa. How's it going, Sam? I've not seen you in person for a few weeks. Anything been interesting happening in your life? It's good to be back, mate. It's good to not sound like a baddie from Doctor Who. On Zoom. On Zoom. Anything interesting been happening in the last few weeks? Hmm. Um, oh well maybe I could tell a story Please. to start so actually at this point um, maybe James if we could have some um, sort of true crime uh, enigmatic music thanks um, so I work here in the middle of Oxford and I commute into Oxford from where we live and I drive to a small uh, middle class affluent village and park my car. Is it going to remain nameless, this village? For the time being. Mm-hmm. And I park my car, walk to the train station, get on the train and go into work. And I've been doing this since um, I moved to, to, to Abingdon. And um, to take you back to July of this year, I drove and parked in said village, went to work as normal, and I came back um, that evening to a note on my windscreen which uh, was written by a complete Jobsworth, who pretended actually to be the police, which I think you're not allowed to do. That is criminal. And referenced all sorts of highway codes and you, oh, whatever, da-da-da, you can't park here, it's illegal. It's not, by the way. So I laughed it off, I didn't really think anything of it. I, the one thing I was doing was parking the wrong way around, so I was parking into the traffic when I should have been parking with the traffic. I take that concede that fine but I rectified that pretty soon didn't think anything of it and anyway went away got you know I was getting married in the summer didn't really go park there much returned in September parked there did, did my usual routine came back to the car drove to Tesco by the time I got to Tesco I discovered I had a puncture now this is where things get interesting took the car down to the garage and the bloke said oh there's, there's a nail in the shoulder of the, of the tyre um, again, thought nothing of it. Nails are everywhere. You know, you, you can pick them up wherever. So, didn't think much more into it. And then, didn't really, didn't really drive that much. Did, I started cycling to work, so I wasn't really there until last week, when I returned to Radley. <gasps> Just giving it away. I returned to. Beep. We can beat that out, can't we? And um, and parked. Came back to the car, drove home. By the time I got home, I've got another puncture in the same tire that was changed just two months ago. And I'm thinking there's there's some murky waters here. Something's going on. And I said I said to Katie, I said somebody's sabotaging me. There's a vigilante, and they're they're sabotage. They're, they're, there's criminal damage. They've punctured my tires. She said, "No, no, don't be, don't be silly. It's just co- coincidence." Anyway, take it down to Jason at the garage, and he said, "There's no way that anything other than somebody with 
a knife or a screwdriver or something has done that to the tire. So, ladies and gents, we have a situation in which I am an innocent hmm. victim. I've been targeted by presumably a fairly wealthy middle-class vigilante with a sharp instrument. <laughs> and it's cost me 140 quid, that car parking cool. spot. I could have just parked in the train station probably for a season. Yeah, you could just in the village station car park. I was going to say the name again. So, look, I mean, I, I'm i exhausted. It's been, it's been a... a, a a tiring ordeal. It's been a campaign against you. It's been murky waters. It's like Midsummer Murders. It is. I feel like I'm on Vera. I don't know what that is. Mm, your mum would. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. No, that's not. As my mum would. <laughs> oh, I see. It's one of the ones on ITV3 that lasts like three hours. Oh. And it's a bit like the Geordie version of Morse. Okay. <laughs> but as she drives around okay. in a Land Rover, she's quite, she's quite fierce. Okay, so I mean, this is real life, true crime. So, I mean, yeah. Do you I, think? Do you think you know you're being targeted personally? Well, I, I think I think I could be. I think I could be a vendetta. It could be a vendetta. I don't know what I've ever done wrong to anyone, and yet I'm I'm being subjected to this this campaign of of punctures. So, listeners. If you can, please donate to our GoFundMe. Yeah, uh, we're raising support for the Ridgeway family at this difficult time. Yeah, thanks, Amy. And um, <laughs> ideally, I need about twenty-seven grand so I can get a Tesla. But oh, I was thinking about private detective. Oh right, um, yeah, some sort of private security detail. I did some digging, mm. and I think I know who did it. I mean, that is. But maybe, that, maybe that's another episode. Another? Can we do an episode on live from the, the scene? Cam, the criminal campaign against you. Live from the. We could return to the scene. Oh, we could go live like that. Stakeout. I'd like to do a stakeout yeah. where we, you park your car, then we go. But then you pretend to walk to the station, but walk around the back. Ha! Get get in my car, parked around the corner. A couple of pairs of binoculars, cameras, podcast setup, a diet coke, <laughs> diet coke, some donuts. And um, stake out. Oh, that would be and good. And we wait for the vigilante with the hammer and nails. If anyone wants to sponsor us to do that. If if anyone from Netflix is listening and you want to make a mini-series. Possibilities are endless. I might keep parking there and see if actually we can start making money off this thing. Salmon Dan Park. <laughs> Watch this face, people. <laughs> 2025. What else has been going on then? <clears throat> I got back from, from my trip. Not just any trip. Big trip. Work, work for 10 days in the States and then to Amsterdam to finally graduate from my... I think that's what you call it, graduate. Do you graduate from it? Anyway, I finished my PhD and I had a ceremony, a kind of graduation ceremony. So we should have... We Now I've got to change the graphic because it's actually Sam and... Dr. Dan chat. <laughs> Doctor, Reverend Dr. Dan. Yeah. Mm. I, don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. Sam brackets BA. Is it worth us going back to our uh, to our, to our designers really to, to pay for the rebrand? Mm. I don't think it is. Depends if the puncture show comes off. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Dan. So the podcast, really, 
the 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 level of of intellect of insight and discussion from now on should should just go through the roof mm. anyway yeah but that's huge news and um and that's really well done i, I watched it on youtube and i, I did not understand a word of it i didn't know what they were asking me in, in like a phd ceremony you get grilled on the subject you've written about yeah. i didn't really understand their questions and i didn't really know what i was saying in response but it sort of worked what's a epistemology christy christemology <clears throat> that's exactly the sort of thing that i don't know what it is so did you just say words back yeah and they <laughs> they just thought oh poor man we'll let him have it i think they thought that sounds about right if anyone's not watched it it's worth it just to see dan's mum's face <laughs> who sat next to you the whole way through and looked yeah. equally as bemused as i was but i was praying for her throughout and for you of course oh, thanks that, that is a classic an absolute classic Sam Ridgeway segue a Ridgeway segue Sam Segway Ridgeway strikes again <laughs> because the topic we're thinking about this time on Sam and Dan chat episode 6 is the subject of prayer and uh, I think we've we've thought about doing this one for a little while we've batted the idea around here and there mm-hmm. and uh, we thought it'd be a good one uh, because we talked about all sorts of things, but this is the first one that is, in a way, that's explicitly about the Christian life. Yeah. Which is in our subtitle. So here we go. But let's maybe, maybe we start with just uh, talking about our experience of prayer. Um, what would you say? How's it been? <laughs> the last few years. <laughs> prayer. Mate, it's um, prayer. Where do we begin? I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Take, let's yeah, let's, um, let's put that out there. Yeah, I'm not very good at it. I, I think um, I don't know about you. For me, it it's um, in the last few years, it's been real ups and downs. So some some really good, consistent times of um, what what I felt is continued and consistent prayer, and other times where I've, I've really struggled to. Uh, pray thoughtfully and, and and properly and and just make the time and space that is needed, which maybe we'll come on to. So I, when I think about prayer, yeah, I think about think about that kind of um up and down of of having times where it's easier and, and times where it's maybe a lot harder. How about you? Yeah, I would say very similar. It's a weird it's a weird one in a way because it's something that is completely relational, personal. Mm. But that also requires like you say, discipline, habits, good organization, concentration. Which is weird. Yeah. It's a straight it's a slightly strange thing. And we talk about um our prayer life and those the terms like that, which are kind of a bit structural. Mm. It's almost like your your prayer life, your exercise routine, whatever. But then there's also this side of it which is completely relational, personal. Yeah. And it's both things are kind of true. They don't always go together. Yeah. 
for me, I've had some, I think the last few years is, is probably marked by some real answers to prayer, actually. So I think back to my time when I came to the end of my undergraduate degree and um, didn't really know what I was doing. And it was a time I was praying a lot about the same kind of thing and just working out where I was going in, in life and what was next and whether I stayed in London, whether I came back to Oxford. And I remember just thinking, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know what I, where I want to go. Praying for some guidance and some direction and um, things just beginning to, to fall into place. And I remember one particular it all happened actually in the space of a day. So, so two years worth of life actually fell in, fell into place within, within a day really. So I went back to my old um, job where I, where I work now. And I said, um, I'm thinking of maybe coming back to Oxford in, in September, you know, if, if I could come back, if, would there be any work for me? Would I be able to maybe pick up a day or two? And they said, yeah, you know, if you, if you came back then, then definitely. And, and at this time I was waiting to hear back from, um, Oxford as to whether I had a place to to come back and study and as I walked I was then leaving the office walked away and um, got the email from Oxford to say I'd got the place so I turned straight back around went back and said oh I've just got the email I'm coming in can, can we go for it and so within the space of half an hour I'd got you know a, the master's course I was on and I'd, I'd got some some work part-time alongside it and I just remember that that sense of wow that really in that moment felt like such an answer and such a such provision but just such an answer to the prayer of lord you know show me where i'm meant to be show me what the next even the next year or two looks like and and in that moment it all just fell in amazingly and there's there's other there's other examples and i'm sure you've got some as well um maybe one other as well, I think about um, a new, a new Katie and I were going to get married, and we'd had that discussion. But you know, when you 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 talk it through, you think it through, um, you get wise friends and family, and the decision's almost made. But I remember um, we'd seen this ring, and I I I knew that I wanted to get engaged, to Katie. But in my prayers was Lord, you know, if, if this thing is the right thing, then perhaps we can it becomes really obvious and not give me a sign, but just give me real peace that this is absolutely the thing. And yeah, we saw this ring and I remember, um, I remember the week after we, my boss phoned me and she said, um, we're not doing, we're not doing Christmas gifts for staff this, this year. We're actually going to do bonuses, which I was fairly new to at the time. I was like, okay, never, never really had a bonus before. But there you go. I remember the bonus was, um, pounds more than what the ring cost and that to me i mean you might say it's coincidence maybe i'm maybe i'm looking for answers in that but 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 i was praying at the time i was you know just for that real peace and um and yeah that coming through was just like wow that's it that's what the money's there for yeah that's the provision that's the answer to prayer and that's the kind of seal on things Um, that's not to say that i wasn't peaceful in the process of deciding whether to marry Katie or not if you're listening Katie it, <laughs> there's this confirmation it just adds a layer of yeah I want to know what you did with the uh, extra tenor I think I spent it on sweets very wise 
those are those are really good examples, and they're interesting because they're examples of um, specific, like being quite specific in prayer. Mm. I think I don't know. It's, very, it's sometimes quite tempting to to be like, yeah, prayer. Start the day, maybe try and read a bit of the Bible, and then just pray. Dear Lord, uh, please, uh, you know, be with me today. Bless my family. Um, help everything to go well. Amen. Do you know what I mean it's quite yeah. tempting to be like that? Whereas I think maybe like the sorts of stuff you've just been talking about of big life moments and decisions is maybe when we're forced to into bit praying in a specific way and asking the Lord for particular things, and He proves His goodness by really specific answers in that way. It's yeah. quite a good little learner, learner, isn't it? Because it's so easy to be uh, really vague. Mm. And habitually vague in prayer, like mm. to be like that in a kind of not a great way. It makes me it makes me think maybe even quite soon into this episode we should say what even is prayer? Yeah, because I don't know that like you have grown up in a Christian family and have always prayed and have always did like stuff like said grace before meals at home. Yeah, family family prayer times at least when we were younger I think it got more difficult as we all grew up and everyone has a different routine but I would say for a little while I still didn't really have a really clear idea of what prayer is and uh, do you now? <laughs> I think I'm maybe a little clearer what do you think? I think it's just really simple you know when people say prayer is talking to God Yeah. I just think it is that yeah and maybe it is doing so with a bit. It is with the knowledge of who who he is. That um, if I'm a Christian, I am united to Jesus, the Son of God, mm. and because of that, I'm coming before Jesus' Father, the ruler of the universe, and I'm just telling him everything I need to tell him. But because he is who he is, that involves me asking for things and saying, I know, Lord, you can do this. You can provide this. Would you do it? Mm. And because of who he is, it also means all the stuff, other things that we might talk about, thanksgiving and praise and confession of sin, all those things. But it is it is just talking to God, but I guess talking to him as who he is. Yeah. Knowing that he's... Uh, our Father, who is Almighty God, kind of it's sort of simple, but I do we? I just think we sometimes pull away from that. Yeah, I think and the way right. sometimes we talk about prayer, we maybe make it more, uh, more, more complicated than it really is. We make it more mystical than it is. I know. Yeah, I, I would say there's often a lot of stuff out there which is designed to be helpful. Uh, people, people will talk about like the power of prayer. Um, I really understood the power of prayer. That feels a bit like an abstract process you can kind of do, like, I don't know, like the benefits of protein. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, if, you, yeah. if you get this product and down it, it will do something good for you. Whereas if, I, if, if what I'm really talking about is the power of my father who can do stuff when I go to him and ask him because he cares about me. Mm. I just feel like oh yeah that slightly demystifies or de 
makes yeah. it less abstract. Kind of touches on what we when we were discussing guidance and how we hear from God. We we spoke about that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I think prayer is like the next step on from that. Yeah. And I was looking at doing a bit of reading and um, Eugene Peterson, who did the message version of the Bible, didn't he? But he talks a lot about um, prayer being the second word. So um, God, God speaks to us through His His word, and that's we discussed that in our in our podcast on guidance and the Bible is God speaking, God's living power in our lives, and to know who He is through that, to hear from Him through that, and then to respond to that um, is so central. So so we come to we come to God in prayer, knowing who He is, mm. and res- responding to him and somehow when you when you have that as the as the preface it's mm. it is less mystical isn't it because you understand who he is as your father yeah and you're coming and saying well you might be appealing to him or you might be praising him you might be questioning where he is but if you understand who he is and what he's done and what he said it just um strips away the complexity somehow yeah yeah i like that the second second word is it yeah it's it stops you going this is my thing i have to do i initiate this process with god whereby there's something i need and i have to do this thing get it right this thing called prayer hmm. a spiritual discipline or a formula of words or a kind of that's yeah, mystical mystical dance and if i do it right he goes well very well done here yeah. you go here's your here's your reward where the second word thing says he's he's already shown himself in christ he's 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 made a step towards you and you, this praying thing is just your response i like that i think there's two things in there that would be good to get into the first being um when 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 we talk about this is our, our response, you look at the start of the Psalms, which I guess is the big big section of the Bible mm-hmm. to look at if we're talking prayer and there's every emotion in yeah. the human life is covered in in the Psalms. Every situation in human life that we yeah. would face and and yet when you read them somehow somehow that emotion isn't isn't dictating the prayer as such. It's always um, appealing to God in God's nature. Yeah. And dealing with that emotion, that that feeling, that situation in in that context. Yeah, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the second word again. So it see it, it feels to me like that's how we're that's how we're moving through. So we're not it's not the the flip side, which would be letting our situation, our emotion um, dictate then how we approach God. Yeah. But the one true thing that remains throughout circumstance, um, emotion, health, whatever it is, is the nature of God. And that's then how we approach and move through that stuff. Yeah. So that you, when you pray to the Lord, you you don't, you're not denying the stuff you're feeling or the situation you're in, but you are, you're filing it under, yeah. like, or 
putting it in the context of who he is first. Because I feel, because I feel like, and you you would answer this better because you, um, you know your stuff and you're far more articulate. But when Paul, I think about when Paul um, prays and writes, and there's so often there's so there's not there's not really an appeal for like a change in circumstance as such. Yeah, yeah. It seems to me like it's okay. This is what's this is what's what. But regardless, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wonder if that gets at the same point is, I'm not, he's not saying, get me out of here, bring an end to this. It's regardless, high or low. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I that's a tangent. That but. maybe comes down to the stuff we've talked before, we've talked about before about like providence, mm. that he can say, whatever situation I'm in, it's not some kind of accident. Yeah. And I'm having to be like, whoops, I better turn to prayer now because what's going on? It's, it's more like, Lord, uh, you, uh, you've brought me here. Yeah. And I, I need to know, I need wisdom or I need provision or... Yeah, yeah that was quite deep. That was that was one of two things you were going to say. So the second thing I was going to touch, you, you mentioned um, the kind of the way we word things and having specific liturgy or having to pray in a certain way yeah and and god saying yep that's very good okay i'll mm-hmm. listen to that that's something that, that i think massively helped me back not anymore yeah. but but growing up is i used to hate praying in public like praying in front of other people because i just thought everyone's assessing exactly what i say if i don't say the right thing here this prayer is going to be meaningless. They're going to think like, oh my word, is this bloke even a Christian? Does he know what he's talking about? And um, prayer is some, some kind of, praying in a group is some kind of way of demonstrating the depth of your faith and like how spiritual you are. And that's something, mate, for me, I, was, I used to hate it. My heart would be right in my mouth and I'd be like panicking. Not now, but but... It's weird, isn't it? There's, there's some kind of yeah. preconceived idea oh, that you have to be, you have to say exactly the right thing. You know, you're quoting quoting scripture, a chapter of scripture at a time through your prayers, and yeah. which maybe we'll come on to because actually yeah. I think which praying the Bible is an important thing. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I um the opening of prayers is so interesting. Like, yeah, I can remember. I don't know about you how you how you like were taught to pray growing up. I think in our house and like in Sunday school in my church it was we were all I just was used to starting prayers by saying dear Lord or dear Lord Jesus and then there's this something I think a lot of people have that maybe something like that or like dear Heavenly Father or something like that and something emerged later in church life where people people I guess got the idea that if you could be less formal that would obviously be better and it would maybe show a depth of relationship with God so people, it was almost like you got more points for just being like, "Yeah, Lord, um, we just pray, God, that." Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like people would be like, "Oh, there's spiritual life." And if you were like, "Dear Lord Jesus," still they're like, "Oh, it's a bit childish, it's formal, a bit mate. formal." Yeah, 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 yeah. And it always became even you know through <laughs> the one that everyone hates, isn't it? Is like, "Daddy God." Yeah, and there's a lot to dislike about that. There's something right about it, but there's a lot to dislike about it. <laughs> but just so interesting, the opening of prayers. And I still, I would say, I still feel public prayer is not that easy. I, I'm really, I'm a lot happier praying on stage in front of a few hundred people than I am if you're with three or four people mm. 
and and it's a bit more spontaneous and someone says oh should we pray about that I mm. find that harder and I'm like yeah they always ask me first as well because they're like oh you're doctor would you know and I'm like yeah sure that's like yeah it's funny that in that moment it's like I I've never prayed before yeah it does feel like that you're like I don't know what I'm doing here but that is an ab- that's an abstract thing, right? So what I think what I should be thinking in my head is, of course, yeah. I love talking to the Lord because he's my father and yeah. I've spoken to him already today. But in my head, I'm like, there's this performance I have to do. Well, what, I think that, yeah. Bad news. That's such bad news, isn't it? I'm performing. A performance. Because because it, it it it's about you and it's saying right <laughs> yeah. right what can I say that's going to really blow these people and they're away be like, and they're going to that be, was such a good prayer <laughs> we're going to ask the doctor to pray every time <laughs> we'll have you back sir um, I do oh, I boy. just one thing I should chuck in there is I do think public prayer like in church so I do have to do that sometimes like praying at, like leading a church service or before or after a sermon I do think that's quite important and I would. I would put some thought and preparation into that mm. because it's to some degree, I feel that's pastoring people by praying right. in front of church. There's a slightly different thing. So it's not a performance. I don't want to say it's a performance, but there's something a bit deliberate about that. Yeah. There's yeah, more see, happening than just me talking to the Lord. Then um, there's something about modeling prayer pastoring through prayer so that is maybe a bit different that's but I still would want to say it's not a performance I still want that to be completely I hope that's still um, you know there's integrity and sincerity there even if I've planned it, it written yeah down I get even. that it wouldn't work if you were kind of thinking it through out loud from the front would it in the same way that you can when it's just you on a walk or in your room or whatever yeah you just can't meander in the same no, way as you no. might be able to so there's um I've got next to me a little a tiny little yellow book called Enjoy Your Prayer Life and uh it's by my my friend and my boss Mike Reeves and I'm maybe a little bit biased but it's a gr- it is such a good book and it's tiny so if anyone wants to like um read about prayer be encouraged especially if you struggle with prayer it is a cracking little book What's en- it called? Enjoy Your Prayer Life and I'm just the thing that I've always remembered from this book is that he just uses a definition of prayer that um, that John Calvin, the theologian John Calvin, said, which is that prayer is the chief exercise of faith. Mm. So it's like the main, the obvious thing that you do if you if you trust God, then you know you'll talk to Him, and it's kind of it's kind of that simple. Mm. I think it's quite good. In other like. Mike puts it this way in other words prayer is the primary way true faith expresses itself and he says that means prayerlessness is practical atheism demonstrating a lack of belief in God (laughs) (laughs) makes me think that's me quite a lot of the time actually but on the positive side prayer is the chief exercise of faith If if you have faith like this is this is kind of what's this is what you do yeah um it's a bit like you're saying the whole thing about the second word, like God's made the, the first word, he's made the first move. And this is because out of assurance, trust, gladness that he has done all that he's done and he is all that he is. Mm. We just go to him with reliance and gratitude and repentance and just sort of 
chuck ourselves on onto him. It's almost a bit. I almost feel like when I think of that prayer is the chief exercise of faith. I almost think prayer is in reality. It's a bit like just going to bed. Mm. Do you know when you just like get into bed after a long after a long old day and you just like put your head down, wrap yourself up in the duvet, and just like. Pressure. <laughs> maybe that is like maybe the. Is that like the main the main thing of prayer? <laughs> it's just that wrapping like, up. Yeah, just resting. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I feel like I sound a bit like someone else at the minute. <laughs> I'm not <gonna> say who. <laughs> Somebody else that we once knew. <laughs> <sighs> Probably listens. To be fair. Can we go back to the point about so we were talking about uh, God speaking through Scripture and that we don't let our emotions and stuff dictate prayer, but that we are we respond to God and we work through stuff doing that. But I think there's um there is obviously that's the kind of head side, if you like, to use a Christian cliche, head and, head and heart. Mm. But there's there is a heart side, isn't there? as well and I don't want to forget that there's that there is a real feel side Um, without I think without getting over spiritual I think actually there's there's been times for me where I've been walking and praying whatever I used to when I lived here I used to go out and walk down by the river Mm. um, and just walk and sometimes I mean, Psalms talks about tasting and seeing and the the glory of the Lord. I do think that we access that through prayer as well. Yeah. And I think there's times when I've prayed and I've felt, you know, I felt the the glory of the Lord changes your heart on certain things or yeah. rests on your heart on certain things or gives you peace in a certain way that you that is you can't really describe or access through any other means but prayer and coming to him and so there is I think whilst so much of it is about responding to who God is and approaching it in in that way I I do think there is a real tangible element to things as well and I think it holds it it holds that too um do you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely I having said we pray out of our union with Christ like Mm. That the that's the basis, the assurance, like the way we can come before the Father is like how we pray in Jesus' name. Like that's our union with Christ. But prayer, in some ways, is a expression of our communion with God. Like the just the fellowship relationship where we go. There's because I belong to Jesus. There is something to be enjoyed. Yeah, like I really can enjoy speaking to the Lord. Which yeah. is when you when you think when you just say that it sounds sort of such an obvious thing to say, but then I'm like, so why don't I do that a bit more? Yeah, and it. Remember, I I don't want to sound. I've been I've given a few examples. I don't want to sound like I'm this <laughs> this expert, and I <laughs> I pray um for two hours every morning from from five a.m. because I absolutely don't. But there's been times and even the last couple of weeks. I've um I got to the office and I, I was worried about stuff that was coming up and I felt this kind of need to get away from my desk and just to get upstairs mm. and just just sit there 
for five minutes. To the upper room. Yes, if as it were, and and just sort of work through yeah stuff in prayer. And it was this. I can't really describe it, but it was almost this um this kind of safety or refuge somehow that yeah. that I found myself literally like wanting to. Yeah. go towards and that sounds that sounds all a bit weird and spiritual but I just think that's, you what, know, that's what the Holy Spirit does isn't I it I think so that's just how I, it and works that's and kind of the conclusion I came to and you kind of come away and think ah oh, you feel a bit you're relieved and yeah yeah um, do you know when this, this, the Bible talks about the Spirit assuring us of our adoption hmm. I think it's easy to think of that as like a static thing that like if we go oh I wonder if I'm definitely a Christian and the Holy Spirit is just there being like yeah yeah don't worry about it it's like that's it you're assured of your adoption I wonder if that is like an active example of it it's not mm. It's not that he does it passively He's you like, actually feel it go and pray because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a brilliant yeah. thing to do that's really good for you yeah and you're like oh that's the spirit thank you for that. you to, yeah <laughs> so we, we okay what about then slightly trickier area of when prayer isn't answered or when we feel like we're not getting anywhere with it because that's a big part of it. We've got to not acknowledge that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And it's so tough because it's something I guess everyone would have some experience of. Something that maybe you've prayed about for a long time, hmm. um, and you've just felt nothing's happening. Um, where do you even start? I mean, I want to start with what I think is the end but I don't know how helpful that is maybe I should yeah I was going to start with the end <laughs> <laughs> what was your end going to be my end was going to be um, well it's going to be the the providence of God yeah. trusting that he has our best intentions at heart the yeah. whole thing about um, when you're a little boy and you want pick and mix every time you go to the cinema but your parents know it's bad for you but you yeah. want it but you can't understand all of that imagery yeah, yeah. Um, and ultimately that God didn't answer Jesus's prayer um, yeah Gethsemane and he was forsaken yeah. and Jesus received the rejection that we should have received and therefore we know moving forward that we are accepted and then when it doesn't feel like we're being answered um, we we will be, or we, we are in a way that we don't understand. Yeah. That was going to be my yeah. my kind of I mean, conclusion. It's not very helpful, is it? Well, it's not very helpful. Or or is it? It's a, I think it's a little bit like we've talked about this before when we talked about emotions and suffering and stuff. And we've said it's hard to, it's hard to work through that and get to that conclusion when you're in the middle of your trouble. But that is that is the that is the answer. And I think it is exactly the same answer as a suffering thing is nothing is an accident. The one, the person you're praying to who's not, you think isn't giving you the answer you want is not a vending machine in heaven, um, which is sometimes how like the kind of more prosperity gospel kind of thing works. You know, if you, if you have faith and pray and if you believe enough and if you have maybe two or three other people to agree with you in prayer and, if you kind of storm heaven and claim it in Jesus name and did I mean all those kind of things it's like if you pile up all of the right language and say Lord we just believe for this now in Jesus name and we we claim it in the spiritual realm so that it be manifested in the natural realm and all that stuff I just feel like those are the things we might turn to if we're like my prayers aren't working and so you kind of look for the formula mm. 
he is not a vending machine, but he is your heavenly father who sent his own son to the cross to save your life eternally. And because Jesus did go to the cross and didn't have the cup taken away from him, you know that Romans 8 is true. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ. Nothing in the whole of creation can disrupt his plans to bring you to himself in the end. And I don't know, that, 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 that is the answer. But it's when you're praying for a relative to come to know Jesus or yeah. somebody who's terminally ill or I don't know that maybe you would love to meet somebody and marry or have kids. Yeah. It, it is the answer, isn't it? But it's at it, the same time. It? Yeah. Is it even, does it, does, does it get more at our understanding of God? and our positioning of who we are to him and, and who he is to us and um, trusting that his ways are not our own and higher than our own. And yeah. does it get, does it get more to that? So does it, it's actually the way that you enter prayer or it's the, the, the definition through which you see yourself yeah. and through which you see God and then enter into prayer. Does that get more to the heart? It, of it reveals a lot of that, doesn't it? I think it's oh, it's tough because Jesus tells the parable of the persistent widow, doesn't he? Where he basically says this this widow just sort of knocked on the door of the of the unjust judge, and he eventually was like, "For goodness' sake, okay, you have what you want." And he's like, Jesus says it's like, but God is a loving Father, so if you ask Him, mm. even more, He's He's going to listen to you. So that parable is saying keep going to God in prayer keep asking him for what you want be, in a sense be persistent and expect better things from God the Father than from an unjust judge who just gets annoyed with you so on the one hand that's saying always pray don't stop but keep, keep yeah. knocking on the door but on the other hand there is um, he he's wise in a way that we're not and like you say we are so often the children saying, Daddy, Daddy, can I please have the sweets? And he's saying, no. Or Katie, saying, Katie, can I please Katie, have the sweets? Can I please She's saying, no. no. And you don't know the reason they're saying no is because you're actually going to McDonald's later because it's Friday night and it's treat night. Not with Katie, I've taken Not with Katie. Um, and we we don't have his perspective. We don't have his wisdom. We don't have, we don't have the gospel as our framework. We don't have hmm. all of those things in place. Like people have said often, the way God answers prayers is the exact answers you would ask for if you had all the information he had yeah I've heard that which is quite it is I think it's true we just have to balance that with but still keep asking because we don't have all the information and the only way to navigate it is by saying he he is my father he does love me he does know best so I keep asking it's a t I, I, how yeah. do, and then what do you do we live in a fallen world there is illness there is terminal illness there's sudden tragedies there's loved ones who don't know the Lord who I think he loves them wants to see them saved more than we do hmm. you also, I've also heard it said that, that there's no 
I don't know if I agree with this, but it's, that there's no such thing as answer prayer. It's either yes, no, or not yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, th- I think, but I look back and I think there's certain things and certain situations and whatever that I've I've prayed for, and it's not it's not happened or what I've really desperately wanted or thought that I needed has not happened. And when I look back now, I actually think, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> because this was so clearly the other way. And so clearly, yes. like you, like you just said, the answer that if I, if I had, it's exactly what I'd have asked for. Yeah. And in my own wisdom and understanding, I was going down completely the wrong path. And I, I wonder if part of our problem again comes from making prayer abstract. And so we get frustrated because we're like, well, I've done the thing I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Where's the answer? Like, where's I've put my I've put my coins in the vending machine. Where's my chockies? And but that, it, it's more like I, I'm learning to relate more to God and know His heart and His ways and trust Him more and more for my life. That's what maybe more fundamentally prayer is. But we can just get frustrated that the, the process isn't working. We also forget the word faith, don't we? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, oh yeah, so it's not transact. We're not saying I'll believe in God and I'll trust in God, providing I get out of it what yeah. I want. Which is quite often, I think, sometimes, I know this is maybe a different subject altogether, but sometimes how fasting gets spoken about, it's like, I've prayed about this thing and it's not really worked. So I'll do this fasting thing. It's like an extra lever. Sorry, just for, uh, for the Southerners. Oh, fasting. <laughs> um, it's like an extra lever. Yeah, do you know what I mean, it's like it's like if you prayer is putting the coins in the vending machine, you're like, hey, it's not the, the chocolate's not come down yet. So yeah, fasting yeah. is like giving the thing a big a, a big smack. Yeah, I see. Do you know what I mean, I think sometimes we speak about fasting like that, and it's like a um, Lord, I'm really serious about this one. I'm, I'm not eating for a couple of days. Right. But again, that's unrelational. It's abstract. It just maybe highlights the way off if we're approaching stuff like that, which I have definitely done that kind of that kind of approach. Like the, the process isn't working. That is not that is not me relating to God, my Father. Mm. That's me, like you say, operating some kind of transaction, mm. which is not what prayer is. And I just wonder for me how many of my frustrations come from that. Yeah, I'm setting out knowing very well what I want. Thank you very much, and he has to give it to me because I've done all the right words. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's not done his bit yet. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. I think when I and when I look back on on unanswered, what seemingly is unanswered, or me not getting what I think is right or wrong, actually, what I learn in that. And again, I don't want to sound sage. I've really still got no idea what I'm doing. But what you begin to learn in that is that um, your will is not necessarily the best one. Yeah. And so, what you seem to, what I seem to learn more and more through prayer, um, and actually, what it says in the Lord's Prayer is that when His will is done, it works out for us. Yeah. And I, that's the lesson. But then that doesn't address, to me, that doesn't address um, family members not getting better or yeah. friends not coming to faith. Because 
because then you've got the question of well how is that your yeah. how is that your will god yeah. like but yes okay i'm gonna pray god not my will but your will and yeah. that's gonna be my sole prayer but how <laughs> i think what <laughs> it, i think what it tells us those things aren't a matter of that it's not a question about prayer do you know what i mean that's not those questions are about how does how does God work out his purposes in a fallen world? Like he he could have immediately stepped in after the fall and just stopped everything. You know, judged the world immediately, it's all done. He's not done that. So does it come back to then knowing who he is, knowing what he's already done, yeah. and knowing where we're going as Christians being pretty central to then yeah. approaching? Because just, if you if somehow if you know that. Yeah. It feels like those are questions about god and his purposes and what we've done is make them about prayer right because we think these are things i pray about but prayer doesn't seem to work mm. and it's almost like that's not that's not they're not even they're not even prayer related in a way is that right does that that sounds crazy to say that i wasn't i was exhaling at the Depth of, the depth of the of the question because it's <laughs> like we're just we're just scratching the surface. We are, and you're it's, right. The Lord's prayer. I just I had just pulled it up as well. To pray, Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is not only surrendering our will to His, but it's also eyes on the future. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That really is. That's a perspectivey kind yeah. of a prayer to pray isn't it like it is praying for the end of suffering and death and it is praying for final salvation but it's not like and lord it has to be today or else <laughs> kind of thing mm. but your kingdom come could be could be now yeah it could be like let's let's get yeah. A flavor of that and a touch of that and healing does happen and yeah sanctification is moving towards but ugh, i don't know it is both isn't it what are we on 50 minutes already? we're getting so close i do think we need to ask a que- one question and maybe just offer some thoughts on it is what um what do we say to anyone who um is struggling to pray so not maybe even to do with not having an answer to prayer but just struggling to pray what What's, what do we say to that? Because I just think many of us have experienced that. I think we've both said we have at different times. Mm. Um, to the person who's listening and saying, just find it very difficult. I would add up a lot of what we've said about, particularly around language and style and trying to get it right. For me, that's been a big barrier in the past is where do you start? So I think no, maybe know that um, there's no there's no proper way to do it that's going to break through somehow and make things easier. I think sometimes we think we need to sit down for an hour at a time, yeah, and go through absolutely everything. Maybe you get to that point one day, but I I don't think it starts like that. I think it starts smaller, and if it if you're really really struggling, you start. Just start small. Yeah. Maybe the Lord's Prayer is a good place to start. Yeah. Maybe just praying for the meeting ahead in the day or whatever it is. Starting smaller level and yeah. And growing from there. Yeah. Um or or a bit of a bit of scripture maybe. And and 
and literally pray, praying that can be good sometimes. Because there are a lot of prayers in scripture. You don't even have to come up with the words yourself. Like right? yeah, yeah. you can just repeat those words and they become, and then I, I think over time it, you are drawn to it more. And maybe that time that we spend praying begins to increase without us really realizing. I don't think it's about time necessarily. I think yeah. shorter prayers have the same power, but it's, I don't want it to sound habitual because yeah, you don't yeah. want it to be habitual um, in and of itself, but it, it can be habitual or isolated from what it is, right? But yeah, to me, that's that's been a big help, starting small, not worrying about how I address God and exactly what I say, but just being conversational yeah. and, and growing that time. And actually that time grows without realizing. I've always thought... Um, when you're struggling to pray or struggling to read the Bible, it's a bit like when you've got a load of messages from people on WhatsApp and you've told yourself, I need to sit down and reply to that one properly at some point. Yeah. And then a couple of days go by and the idea of having to reply to it becomes a more dramatic thing than it really is. And you're like, oh, there's that message I've still not replied to. And it's like the longer you leave it, the more difficult it seems to do it. And then there comes a time when you got a few minutes one day and you're like right I should answer that message it's been so long and you answer it and you're like I don't know why that took me so long yeah. I have a friend who messaged me and I just need to reply yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. was yeah. I feel it can be a bit like that <laughs> yeah definitely um, and so maybe one is just like just 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 do it just do it and also think about who the Lord is because if you see him knowing knowing who he is what he's like what he's done for you that is what draws out and sort of un- uncovers our faith. And if prayer is the chief exercise of faith, then what we need is to know who the Lord is. And that makes us want to pray to him. Even if it's just like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> or if it's thank you. Mm. Um, and very quickly, I think then you start to, like say, the conversation grows. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to re- read a... Uh, a few verses of scripture is that is that an appropriate way to end this is what I was just after the Lord's prayer in Matthew 6 um, Jesus says therefore I tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, then his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That makes you want to pray. Awesome.